Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Good morning, everyone. Not We're breaking that transition. Pulling in block talk. You're listening to Pack Stereo on the internet at Live365.com. Uh, 
Well, well, we didn't get to the same. We didn't get to everything last week, and so I want to just acknowledge Dennis Edwards, rest in peace. Temptations, icon, right? Yeah. Icon who replaced David Ruffin has been sick for quite some time. But I want to just give my regards, send our prayers and blessings out to his friends and family. Uh, again, Dennis Edwards, Temptation, rest in peace. All right. Uh, we're continuing on our plans for the upcoming seasons. I want some of you to go and take a look at that last show we did last week on Friday. Dr. Marlon Hemsley's What I'm Doing. <laughs> It's all about the stuff that's happening here at Pax Stereo. We continue on that learning curve. Mac McAllister was talking about it this morning on his show. We're adding all this new stuff for the shows, you guys. I got a bunch of new games in development. For one, I've got an artificially intelligent robot ball. And I've gone on and got a pool table design underway. Okay. A smaller pool table, not the full size. For for the um, for the balls to play each other, to yeah. knock each other into pockets. Not the ball family. Not the ball family. Yeah, no, yeah. the ball app. That, and that and that app that we're going to be using for that is called Sneero, uh, and it's a and it's an artificially intelligent ball. Okay. So I'm working on the games, man. We got a bunch of new games. We got an artificially intelligent. They're all artificially intelligent. Artificially intelligent racing game. Right. We got an artificially intelligent game with the uh, balls. Okay. And then we got a bunch of other shows because we've added six droids. That is six droids. They were saying, what are you talking about? Right. We've added six robots, you guys. Six. Right. And you know I have to train those bad boys. So I'm in there in the room with a bunch of robots around me on the floor moving and talking and some weird shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Some weird shit. Yeah. Yeah, there's a motivation behind it. Somebody, some of the ladies who are really professional in your network are trying to determine if this is, is this some kind of thing that's been festering in your system for a long time and it's now time to get out and play. It's festered oh, and, and run over. All right. I'm just letting you know. You shouldn't say toys. Well, you know what? Don't say toys. I think, I, I think part of the toy fascination is that tapping into that market which is a huge market. The market right now of robots is the expanding the word market. Out. That's why I said don't say toy safe. I got robots. I have AI robots. For you guys, they're toys. For me, they're my kingdom. You know, well, take, you change, change the, the narrative. Well, that's part of it. You know, they say the difference between a man and a boy is the price of his toys. That's part of one of the differences that they say. I got to get a read. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, take a look. That's coming up, you guys. Artificially intelligent. You'll see stuff coming up. Videos are already been planned. So this time you're going to see uh, new tools, things like Adobe Spark. Go take a look. We're going to be using these new tools to create these videos. So it's coming, you guys. And, oh. Our cosplay, one of the shows involves Victor and I doing a variety of characters. Many of you have heard of cosplay, which is short for costume play. Well, let me just say that the whole Star Wars stuff is well in effect. And you're going to see Victor and I coming out with these characters that are loosely based on Star Wars. So um, that's one of the things that sounds good. 
Hey, Valentine's Day is coming up, you guys. Valentine's Day. I don't know about you, but for most single men, it's one of the more dreaded holidays. Because for so many of us, it's a trap. How come men feel pressure on Valentine's Day and women feel like, what are you going to do for me? (laughs) Not all women, of course, but... It is one of those holidays that seems to be slanted in a certain direction, like I said. It seems to be slanted toward the feminine side. In other words, all the fellows are running around trying to figure out what to do nice for their lady. There are some ladies, and I've known some in my day, who go around doing exactly that thing for their man. Okay? But uh, in general, Vic, in general, it is a holiday that leans toward females, right? I mean, you haven't, okay, Max Single, how many how many men out there can't wait for Valentine's Day? That all depends on the... You hear crickets, right? It's like... Unless, unless, no, unless you're younger in the game, you're trying to impress, and you're in that different mindset, so you've had years... Well, even if you're trying to impress, you don't, you don't look forward to Valentine's Day. That means you got to spend money, that means you got to do this. stuff. Watch this. We all have had one or two, he said. I'll do it if I can to get her. So you haven't had that experience before, right? You haven't had that. No, and just that even that didn't make me look forward to Valentine's Day. So what is that you're telling the women right now? What right now is that in general, when you ask men, go around the world. (laughs) Go go around the world, ask men, do you look forward to Valentine's Day? Very simple question. You can go into all the hows and whys and wherefore. Just very simple question. Just ask men. Do you look forward to Valentine's Day? Watch and it. You'll get a resounding. See, well, there you go. See, it's so. It'll be resounding. Doing, so what? So Mario's about to do a lecture. He's at Morehouse College, and he stands up front. And he says, "Man, how should we demonstrate the appreciative value of of the African American woman and all women?" Mario, what would you say for young men that's between? 20 I would and say, don't use Valentine's Day for that thing. That would be setting up a pattern for life that you don't want to have going. It's, 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 it's perpetuating a ridiculous standard. So I would tell them, no, do things every day. And I would tell the people, the ladies, don't wait for holidays. you got to wait for that to get your stuff that is already a bad sign. Hey, did you see, you watched the I, Victor, the other day. How do you feel about Lynn when he had to be challenged for that V-Day moment? Just take a look at the video if you get a moment. We strike a chord, you end up going. There's a male temperature that hits us. Well, like I said, that's why I say most men don't look forward to it, even though you and I both have been with women who've shown us wonderful Valentine's Day. Right, right. Absolutely. So we have. I mean, I'm just saying we both know that that's not the usual either. No, no. It's It's like, when was the last time somebody baked you a cake? Yeah. You know, I I was recently... The recipient of someone baking me a cake. I mean, just for me. Right. Only for me, not for everyone. Just here's a cake for you. And I must admit, that's a wonderful experience to have a cake. <laughs> it's a wonderful experience. Anyway, get ready for Valentine's Day. I hope that it is what you expect and enjoy, and what you want. I hope you get what you want out of Valentine's Day. Yeah. I hope it is all that and good for you. And if it's not, well, okay. Yeah. Maybe your expectations might be a bit much. Okay. 
So again today on Morning Coffee, our topics are going to be in the news. We're going to be talking about the flu epidemic, how it's continuing, even though it usually is expected to be active this time of year. And then we're going to talk a little bit about the vaccine effectiveness. Uh, I think I got all my stuff here. You know, I think I left my thing, my my season house. Okay. And then also we're going to talk about uh, new new sports and I picks. Big, what you got? Uh, you know, I feel kind of bad, and I don't want to bring it up because we are one week removed from it. We missed our opportunity to really, you know, dive into the Super Bowl as it relates to the Eagles. So we didn't get to have any commentary. The whole thing is over. The parade has happened. Some people are mad that they said this only 700,000 people showed up, but they were estimating there would be 1 million, 2 million. We're not going to talk about it. That was it right there. That's, that's it. We can't say anything else. There's some spillage that's going over with talking about the organization between New, New England and Philadelphia from one particular person's opinion. His name is Lane Johnson, but you got You want to find out what he said about the organization. He says they're not happy with winning multiple championships or Super Bowl. On the other side, we are in the Winter Olympics. And so for me, this is the time I look at it when the 17, 18, 16-year-olds are on point, and they usually strike first with slope style, you know, the whole thing, uh, snowboarding competitions of all various types. I look forward to that. That landed hard. You know, if you're not following these people, of course, for the most part, they're making their name at this time. Also, Cleveland reached the benefit of going with clean ass out at Boston. Now, that can be because they're not familiar with playing with certain players and stuff like that, but now is there a new movement in Cleveland because now they can compete. And uh, as, it, as it relates to um, whether Boston is now suffering because of a lack of production, we're going to discuss and try to find out. On Hot Picks, uh, the movie's coming out this week, Black Panther. And we'll- Yay! <laughs> Black Panther! And, and if sometimes Every movie has characters that they want to see at least go into what they call merchandising. What we're going to do is look at the women because they are striking, and we're going to look at them as actresses and the transformation to their costume. And who who do we think will be the merchandising leader if it happens? And they say, this is the character everybody's going to buy based on what you see. So we got a a little profiling of the, the ladies in action. So that's it, man. That sounds good as shit. <laughs> hey, hello everybody over Facebook. Dave Henderson, Elena, what's happening, baby? One of my co-workers from the past, Elena. How and you looking good these days, girl? Gotta say hi to all the Facebook people. Mac McAllister, uh, Celeste is out there. What's happening, Audrey? Bobby Carson, Mac McAllister, Gina Bureau Chief. They're all out there. There are people there that say hi, Vic. Alan Lattimore, Michael Rains, Wendy Bautista. Vicky, what's happening? Everybody, my my auntie and Marguerite out there. Uh, oh, there's Donna. But Donna Smart, Jose Venegas are all out there, and we got to say hi to everybody. So coming up next, Hello. we'll be getting that news. But first, here's the, one of the more recent slideshow animations, and we'll be right back. Just a minute.
Ladies and gentlemen, at that time, Gerger Lloyd did an iron jock. That's right. The good news. The bad news. And the other shit. Yes, boobdy, boobdy, boobdy. What can I say? The news goes on, ladies and gentlemen, like I did state it. At the beginning of the show, uh, viral illness is big right now across the United States, indeed in many parts of the world. But the flu epidemic continues. Uh, also, there are a number of other viruses going around. Noroviruses is a stomach flu. In layman's term, flu, a stomach virus been going around too, so a lot of people have been, usually right after you get out of the respiratory season, it's followed fairly quickly by a stomach virus season. In fact, it's the world of pediatrics, in which I did 30 years, tell us it was always a season. I used to tell this all the time, that we just, we would t- speak in terms of winter viruses, you know, spring viruses, summer viruses, fall viruses, because for us, there's always something going on. It was just a matter of what. Right. But it wasn't, you know, but it wasn't always flu. But it was things that were going on. Well, this year it's been crazy. It's The flu has been filling the emergency room. Now, when you have enough signs and symptoms, they run the test for you. They have a test for the flu there to okay. identify folks. Okay. And remember, for people who have the flu, it's been shown that treatment with Tamiflu will either shorten or reduce the type, the amount of symptoms you're having, as long as it started within 48 hours right. of the onset. Again, if people are actually using it outside of that, looking to see if they get any result, but it's recommended within the first two days, 48 hours of symptoms to start that. Hmm. So you've had record folks hitting the ERs all around, and you've had deaths, a bunch of pediatric deaths, always the people who died usually tend to be the very young or the very old. But you've had a number of deaths of young people with this flu, both young adults and teens and young and young children, not just infants. So this one has been shown to be deadly in many instances. Yeah. Yeah, it's not a good one, bro. Now, so this is something that occurs. Let me remind people that generally with the flu, Somewhere around 30 to 40,000 people die every year in the United States from the flu. That's why they have all flu program. In other words, the program exists because people die. Okay? Now, there's a lot of controversy in today's world over vaccines, and I'm acknowledging that, even though I think when it comes to these kinds of things, you got to have to look a little closer and, and maybe look to some for advice because the risk, the benefit has changed. For example, if you're a young person, even though, like I said, recently they've had deaths, chances are if you get the flu, you're not going to die. (laughs) Pretty low risk of death for you, okay? Uh, Now, if you're old with diabetes and high blood pressure and two or three other things, you could just die. You have heart disease. COPD. Yeah. So when you once you get to be older, you have to you really need everything shifted for you. Right. Now you're in that group who could just die from the infection. So you need to go out and get the shots. If you're younger, I'm again that's not what I'm proposing. I'm just saying 
The logic is that you can tolerate disease. People have got to start thinking practically about what's going on with themselves because this is what's happening. Now, part of the issue with the flu, you know, people say, when I get my flu shot, I get sick. Part of the problem with that is they get the flu shot right in the whole middle beginning of the viral season of the winter. In other words, when do you go get your flu shot? October, November, December, January. Guess what? That's the exact season when things are out there. So people get the flu shot, then they get a cold. They say, well, I got the flu shot, I got a cold. I say, well, you were going to get the cold anyway. The cold had nothing to do with the flu shot. If you don't get the flu shot, you're going to get viral illnesses. Those are the ones you're getting. Part of the issue with the flu shot is that people assume that whatever they're getting, that the shot caused that. And the flu shot doesn't even work that way. That's part of the reason why the flu shot doesn't have the same efficacy as other vaccines. In other words, it doesn't work as well as other vaccines. But think about it. Typically, when you make a vaccine, you have a specific disease or illness that you know it's identified, its characteristics are well-known, its chemical, biochemical footprint is well-known. So when you make that vaccine, you get a whole higher level of efficacy. So, so when you get like a diphtheria, pertussis, tetanus vaccine, those vaccines have a high rate of efficacy because they're targeting specific biological agents that are fairly consistent. Right. With the flu vaccine, you're making a prediction. Right. They're making the flu now based on predictions for next year. So, first of all, you're not making it against a, the, a specific pathogen right. that's causing illness. You're making it against what you presume right. is going. So, you can see already there's an issue with that, right? Mm-hmm. You're making, you got, even a lay person go, oh, wait a minute, no. Right. So you're guessing what the flu's going to be, right? And then you make the vaccine for that, right? Because you need that buffer. You can't fix it right when they discover it at that time. Exactly. So, so what? So I posted that that uh, people were quoting, you know, anywhere somewhere down as low as ten percent. One of my colleagues said from Kaiser uh, wrote and said, "Well, the CDC is quoting 30. I said, "And the Britain, the, I think the the Canadians were quoting seventeen. Okay. You know, because everybody's studying this. You're right. Yeah, okay. It's different. Now, but those numbers, when you say even if it is 30%, well, that doesn't sound good to you, right? If I tell you a vaccine works 30%. Right. You go, oh, well. Better than zero. It's better than zero. But yeah. that's why when people, even though most of the deaths were in people who did not get the vaccine, mm-hmm. you did have some deaths in folks who had the vaccine. Okay, okay now. Well, we were talking about that 30% that the CDC was quoting as the efficacy, whatever efficacy is defined as, by the way. Right. <laughs> I know. Because <laughs> that's another whole discussion. Yeah. When the CDC was quoting 30%, I was thinking to myself, well, we've had a bunch of time efficacies around. You know, I didn't, you know, it's not one of those things I walk around with in my brain, like, you know, the efficacy rates of flu vaccine. I don't quote that at right. cocktail parties or randomly, but I knew sort of in general right. that there's a bunch of times I said it's usually well under 50%. As far as I know, usually it's under 50%. I'm just thinking. So I went to go look. Okay. 
I found an article. Well, actually, it's from the CDC. Here it is: the Center, the Center for Disease Control and Prevention, seasonal influenza vaccine effectiveness from 2005 <laughs> okay. all the way up to 2017. Okay, so I went and looked. These are the high things, but you know high things because know. sometimes I always tell you it's not rocket science, right? No. When not. you go look, you go, wow. Right. Did you need to be a doctor to understand this? No, right. not really. Right. But let's just say I, I just Googled it, right? right? I Googled vaccine efficacy, and I got the CDC report that states the efficacy from 2005 to 2017. So take a look at this. I want you just to be aware. In 04-05, it was 10%. 0506, 21%. 06, 07, 52%. That's the highest so far, 52%. In 07, 08, 37%. In 08, 09, 41%. 09, 10, 56%. Again, now that's the highest. In 2010 and 2011, it was 60%. But then in 11, 12, it dropped to 47%. 12, 13, 49%. So you can see, even when it's doing good, it's sitting around 50%. That's why I told you my my recollection recollection just in general. Right. In 15, in 2015 to 16, it was 48%. But in 2014 to 15, it was 19%. And in 2016, 2017, last year, it was 40%. So what they, you need to understand is that the vaccine is not perfect. It is based on a prediction of the upcoming. But because so many people die, right. that's why the emphasis on the program. So many people are made sick. So many people die as part of that. And, again, you can go and verify this yourself. Go on and Google uh, CDC flu vaccine effectiveness and going to get it yourself. Cool. You, get to, you can take a look. And, what, and then we can have that discussion because, again, like you said, it's better than nothing. right? Yes, now you sound like a physician yes. because when you have things that were 30 and 40,000 people are dying, you recognize that if you just keep 50% of it from death, right. you got significant numbers everywhere you look, right? Everywhere you look, yes. people are impacted. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. They are. Can I ask you a quick question? This yes, my brother. You can ask me a slow question. Yeah, real slow. <laughs> you know, I have to ask because I don't want to, you know, not because I know we're in a beta testing where I was testing. I noticed our mobile stream is up. Does that mean our Twitch is not live today? Our Twitch is live. So the mobile is going at the same time because, you know, you tested it last week and said, well, I, it was something yes. about it being run. Yes, there was some quirky it. stuff on the software. This morning we're running... All our usual plus Twitch. That's what I want to make sure. Uh, we could not get the Uganda. We had trouble with live stream. That's what we're going to be working on with Meredith Valley. Right. Meredith lasting value. I always grab the embed. Yeah, even though for him, I think he was trying to demonstrate something else. Right. So we yeah right right so there you go. But we didn't have it. We didn't have that this morning. Okay. But right 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 now I'm looking at Twitch. What Victor's talking about? We're expanding our platform. Twitch, which is the largest gaming community, purchased by Amazon. Yep. Now it's expanding to have other content. 
okay, other content besides games, and specifically courting that content, hence making us aware and now having Pack Stereo available on Twitch. Wonderful tools on Twitch. Right. Wonderful tools, wonderful platform, Dick. I'm using it. But we are on Twitch. Cool. Attempting to build that. All right. So, flu and all that. All right. Now, got a comment on the president's evolving. You know, we always get, I call it the, the Trump uh, disaster update. But we always have to comment because the, the, the president is an evolving uh, story. You know, it's an evolving fantasy, it's gothic war. horror. It's war. It's war. It's war. That's all it is. And right now, we're sitting here watching as the Republicans are actually waging war on the FBI and the Department of Justice. This is amazing. Additionally, we're having cabinet losses, which, you know, scares me because one thing I don't want, it's already bad enough if you surround Trump with smart people who he doesn't listen to. And now when you surround them by, you know, people basically kissing his butt and don't tell them anything, now you're going to get dangerous. Right. So that's the problem. You're losing more cabinet people. So what's happening is that the people that surround the president, that's a big problem. The problem is you don't have enough people around the president that's saying the right things to him. And that's worsening. It turns out, too, that he's now being expected to testify. Right. His lawyers are telling him expectedly. His lawyers, okay, first steps. The special counsel requests an interview. That's voluntary. You don't have to do it. But when you don't do it, they subpoena you. As far as I understand, that was what happened with Clinton. He refused, and they subpoenaed him. And that's what... Obviously, the president's attorneys don't want him doing an interview. Why? Because he can't tell the truth. And now this is not just like talking to Fox TV. You know how he's talking on the record in a court of law. <laughs> and the problem is he cannot tell the truth. And they're totally petrified of him testifying because they know that he cannot tell the truth. And if he ever even comes close to the truth, he's going to bag himself. So I can't wait for the president to testify. You know, when Clinton testified, they broadcast that. Remember, they, I watched it then, Monica uh-huh. Lewinsky. The, oh, yeah. I did not have sex with that. Most, <laughs> most of these politicians have a legal background. Except this guy doesn't. He doesn't. And that so man, that's, that's part of it. He doesn't understand the concept oh, of it. And the layman person or the simple person, and I'll use me as an example, no matter how much I think logic is my inspiration, Lack of experience and education in this area, you get eaten alive. The difference would be that you would recognize that and you would listen to your counsel, to your advice. You would yeah. trust the advice of smart people. Yeah. That's the difference. He's not. He's stupid and arrogant and believes in himself, yeah. which is deadly, deadly, deadly. If you so all your life. I don't give him a, yeah, I, I'm beyond giving him a pass. His lack of experience is actually dwarfed. By his unwillingness to learn. Right. You know what someone asked him <clears throat> on one of the shows that they said, are you getting ready to, for your testimony? Are you studying anything, reading up, reviewing it? He said, no, he said, I'm not reading anything. He says, I don't have my glasses anyway. I mean, this is what he said. 
I don't have my glasses. I'm not reading. So he's getting ready to have a federal testimony at some point. He's not studying anything. And he's not like the brightest star in the, in the galaxy any damn way. And he's not studying anything. Let me ask you something. It's just, it's just, I'm just going there. Is this is an indictment on the people of New York. Is that their child, golden child? Because I can't indict New York because I have family that I love in New York. I have family in New York. No, 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 no. I love my family in New York and my Philadelphia family. I have family in Florida, my Florida family. Don't do it, man. I have family in some fucked up places. No, dude. And they will go, what? Okay. The only thing I like about Florida is my family. No, man. That's the only thing I like about Florida. you try to save Now, Philadelphia, my father who grew up in Philly hated Philly. Hated it. Hated it. So, okay. And New York, right. you know, I, a place where being an asshole is an art form. Okay? Who, who, okay, watch this. I'm not saying it's true or not, but as it relates to modern times, don't they look to Ronald Reagan as the example of the presidency from the Republican base as being the successful? What state is he from? What state did he he have the? I guess I don't know. I guess, I, I give him. Even I don't know. I don't know that he began here, yeah. but that's where his name is. California governor, so, governor, Hollywood, Green Actors Guild. So should you embrace the success? No, no embrace <laughs> Now, See, no embracing. What uh, uh, What's the no, choices, man? No. Okay, Doug. Okay, Carter. You want Jimmy Carter, man? You feel better? Peanuts. Okay. Wonderful. History is going to show. What's interesting is how history affects their legacy. Yes, Jimmy Carter's come to look better and better with time Absolutely. as a more caring, compassionate president, especially as compared with some of the other folks. Look at Bush. How do you feel now? Comparing him to Trump. Both Bush. It makes you realize this is the same way you felt when you're dating world. When you realize that that woman that you just stopped dating, as bad as she was, is better than nothing. And some of them are not better than nothing. They're actually people where nothing is better. And so this is a lesson in life. Sometimes nothing is better. Okay. Just want to clarify for those who are going back in history. And going to, let me compare I need to compare. I'm Myron Hensley. That's the good news, the bad news, the other shit. The flu continues. The vaccine. Get your shot. Probably don't work. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Love. The electrifying. Little music for you. Come back with marijuana for dummies.
Dummies, welcome everybody to Marijuana for Dummies, the show that is resisting the miseducation of marijuana and also just embracing getting high. <laughs> so, so marijuana. You know, and I do smoke marijuana for all the quote-unquote legitimate reasons, but I also smoke it for the reasons for just recreation. I do have spinal stenosis, a back problem, and marijuana certainly helps with that, but also it affects my attitude in a positive way. I tend to be kind of hyper and driven, and so it helps to mellow me out. I don't get euphoric at all. In fact, I would wonder, I wonder if I would have to ask my friends, when was the last time they've seen me in a euphoric state? I don't know if they've just seen quite some time. I don't really usually get euphoric right. from weed. Or, I've been smoking weed all morning. And I'm not euphoric now. <laughs> but I like the way it brings down the stress and the anxiety. So today I'm smoking cherry pie, which is I was told was a hybrid. I bought a half ounce of it. <laughs> Pretty good. So I just now looked it up. I said, well, I might as well look it up. But, you know, you can you can search for these strains. The cherry pie, whose parents are Granddaddy Purple and Durban Poison. <laughs> okay, they talk about cherry pie, genetics, and its grow information. This is all a bunch of stuff. Where is the regular? But people like it. It's a hybrid. I was trying to find a little more information to see what kind of thing. When you can look up these strains, oh here's okay, here's a here's a different spot. I like their reviews better. Some of these reviews are like, oh man, it was a shit. Man, it's always. <laughs> <laughs> All right. They say here cherry pie is an indica dominant hybrid. That means it's a hybrid. It means it's a combination of indica and sativa effects. But it's indica dominant, you know, just like when they say you're on the cusp between cancer and, you know, whatever. Right. So you have both traits. Well, this is a hybrid. Uh, many people love it. It's, it's good for PTSD. That's what they're talking about it. Uh, and again, But they're all good for some of this stuff. Anyway, this is an indica dominant hybrid strain of and I'm smoking that today, and it is wonderful. But I just want you to know I'm having cherry pie. <laughs> I'm having cherry pie. Okay, so what I wanted to talk to you guys about this morning was the recent phenomenon, Vic, of marijuana and Super Bowls. Because marijuana this year, mm-hmm. especially in Los Angeles, Hollywood, California, recent legalization of recreational marijuana, it was a real theme. At a number of the parties, whether or not, you know, we started out here at Pax TV once it was made legal. I made the announcement that anyone who was a guest on our shows, right. that I would provide them with marijuana. Right. For free. It's legal for me to buy it and give it away to you if you're over 21. True. And so now they're having uh, these situations where people are making it available for free in the same ways, but a Super Bowl party. So Ricky Williams, and they had a whole thing. I can't show it for copyright reasons. But here's the whole thing. He was on TMZ, Dick, Ricky Williams. And so uh, the former NFL mm-hmm. running back running back, and a real marijuana enthusiast. And he had a special party up in the Hollywood Hills, supposedly for 50 people, full of weed. And then not just that, they have weed chefs come out. 
if you, any of you are fans of uh, Vice, Vice TV on cable, know the shows that are there that are all, all about edibles, cooking with marijuana, right. using marijuana into a variety of food items. And so that has become the theme so that at the gourmet kind of high-end Super Bowl parties, you're going to have a marijuana chef, marijuana-infused edibles, marijuana-infused drinks and cocktails, Okay. All those is being part of the Super Bowl. Nice. Nice. Now, Vic, that means you might be exposed to some. You know, Vic doesn't smoke. I told everybody, Vic has been the designated driver since uh, now the Uber's here. Don't need me anymore. Don't need me anymore now. Uber, Lyft. <laughs> okay. So he can, at least he gets more exposed. Now, Vic, a bunch of people... Because of marijuana in the Super Bowl, a bunch of marijuana enthusiasts posted videos right. relating to that. Okay. To, and now, I, some of them I don't quite understand. But here's the first one. This one is a brick of medical marijuana eaten. In, in, this is a 2018 Super Bowl Patriots Eagles Black History Month celebration. So this is uh, a guy he's eating. Well, let me see what's going on back. I'm going to see what's going on. I'm not going to see what's going on. What you mean, Carl? I'm going to see. Oh, he's not his brain. Okay. Oh, that's three. Oh, that's one person. That's one person. We'll give a little applause. Eating a brick of marijuana. This is all the Super Bowl inspired. Okay. And then this, okay, that's one. And now this other gentleman, the Super Bowl inspired him to be creative, get to work with some technology, and he took a vacuum cleaner and reconfigured it to be a marijuana blower. Okay. All right, let's take a look. All for the Super Bowl. I just want you to understand that next year, when it comes time for your Super Bowl party, you're going to have to think. You're going to have to think because people are going to be expecting things from you. Wow. And these are like six-second video drops, right? Six-second video drops of people inspired by marijuana in the Super Bowl. One of the things that we do so often 
here. Pack Stereo has acknowledged the passing. I want to thank Eric Griffin, because Eric uh, communicated via Facebook and reminded me, too, that we while we were off, we lost in Dugu. Yeah, I heard. Wasn't that long ago we were Just sitting around with Indugu at Simply Wholesome. At Simply Wholesome. And eating well, yes, I know. eating well, and Dugu was well into, because of his problems with cancer, he was well into eating well, diet, all those things. And yes. we had a chance to sit with this marvelous man. Right. What Part of the faculty at USC, right, working with Patrice, Patrice. Russian, is the, right. I, think, I, think was, I think was the head of the department, he said, yeah. Patrice Russian, and in Dugu Chancellor, the drummer, known so much for his work with George Duke. Reach for it, those kinds of things. Lives big house. He lived around the corner, but we were we were blessed. He lived what two blocks? Yeah, every time. Three blocks, two blocks away from us. Yeah, whenever I'm doing my workout, we just talk, go through the most, talk about life. We don't even talk about the music, you know, and everything else, you know, because you know life is more than just you having that vehicle there. But that's where everybody knows it from. And he's less known because he has to remind people, you know, he's historically on a project with Michael Jackson. But because he's jazz, you know, they they, they think of it. But, uh, yeah, man, it was shocking. When I heard about it, I said, oh, man, total surprise. Because he just really started looking like the recovery was better and better. And, yeah, he's about a block and a half away from us as being a neighbor here. So uh, big loss. I mean, rest in peace. I hope the family um, is uh, enjoying the time that he has spent with them on this earth and that he's in a better place, man. But uh, sometimes it's just hard to swallow those things. Hard. Thank you, Eric, for reminding us that. So many people going, and again, the tide rises, the tide falls. We know that. Yeah. They're constantly reminded of the processes that are occurring. Yeah. Just so it's hard sometimes to have those to move forward. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a rough one. Uh, we're going to take another quick, quick music break, and then we're going to be coming right back from Victor Allen's New New Sports. And then hot picks and today's morning coffee. All day. We'll be right back. God bless you and do. God bless you, Dennis.
drunk in a smoky bar and drinking an imperial porter neck. Yes. Thanks to everybody here. Time is a sports. Yeah, I guess so. Ladies and gentlemen, here we go. Victor Allen's New New Sports, a recurring segment of the Money Club with Mario Show. Victor Allen's unique fan base view of sports brought to you by the man that the ladies have nicknamed Sexual Child. Rub his hand and make a wish. You can have what you want. Everything in that game of town. All because you enjoy that New New Sports. Be proud of it. Me, damn it. <laughs> That's a <good> one, <laughs> I know you're happy to be here. Hey man, you got to back, you know, some people back here going like, when is Mario gonna do his big old live, his live dot me and his periscope? They all going like, yo man, what's up, man? You taking time off? Yeah, I I, I respond to requests. <laughs> And usually, I, you know, and, and I will, this is one of those times I will defer yeah, to, to our guru back. of social media, Mr. Victor Allen, because I essentially, this is one of those areas where I essentially coattail Vic. <laughs> like, I find the technology, and he runs and develops new shit with it. Then I come behind him and do some stuff, so thank yeah. you, Vic. Yeah, hey, I'll yeah. be there, yeah. following the guru of the sports. The sports Here we go. We're going. <laughs> Okay, and you guys, I just got to acknowledge because it's like, you know, my whole thing is that I don't get to talk to them, and the social media, they go like, why are you just turning your shoulder to them? Because I got it like that. All right. Hey, man, check it out. Um, uh, have you been following the Olympics, man? No. You know, honestly, no, honestly. No, 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 and I've been trying to. That's the bad thing but, about but, it. But it, what's your motivation to watch? I like the women's skiers, and I like the snowboarding. The snowboarding got me. The snowboarding, down, the man. snowboarding, I love. So, but you know what? Part of the problem, and maybe it's me, it's not being made clear enough to me when things are being broadcast. Well, it's delayed. That's anyway. always right. That always is an issue it's with the Olympics, anyway. When control? When is stuff being shown? Right. Every right. time I'm turning on is curling. Now I've got a new appreciation for curling. I didn't know curling was all that intricate with the fish. I I, I now know curling way better, and I'm all into the curling. (laughs) Let me say this. Somebody's going to involve that sport to make it faster. And and only only because I understand the preciseness in it. It it, it is one of the slower sports where you sit there, and they do a great job of sitting up there, man, when they're clearing the ice. You know, with the broom, the whole thing, whatever you want to call it, it may not be a broom, brush. That they're so good at avoiding accidentally hitting. Oh, the yeah, early, touch, touch and it. the others, they're so good at that. So it's a precise thing. But they need to do what they call speed curling, meaning that you have a certain amount of time between the time you get well, ready to do it. Yeah, 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 now. Yeah, they just reinvented the sport now. They just speed curling. Speed curling, man. They're going to get some slops. <laughs> right. Let's play it. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. All right. That was my teaser, man. I come back to the Olympics because I'm kind of, I just think the hard part about it is if you can't mobilize around something or an individual, and it seems like to me the natural evolution that I'm seeing from the young women and men 
is in snowboarding, slope style, that whole thing. Man, I can't wait to watch it all day long. Now, I've always watched it, but it's hard because they haven't done it, the development of personalities because you really don't see get these kings and queens, that's what I call them, until you get to the Olympics, although they're doing this and championships are all around the world anyway. So here's my question to you before I go on to the next. You have a 15-year-old. She says, Ah, what do you mean? <laughs> you got a Billy G? You want to I didn't know her. No, she Not my to, baby. No, no, she wants oh, to do. Okay, oh. She wants to do snowboarding. Oh, okay. I know what you mean. I was like, I went to court. They found me. He said, "Okay, baby, ain't doing it." All right. Where's one? Here's the choice. You got a a 15. You have a son and a daughter. Son says football pro. Daughter says slope style. I'm I'm ramping up, jumping up. Guess what? Both are equally as dangerous. They got a story on that now, today. It was, uh, I believe, on USA Today. Which one do you feel like, oh, hell no, you're not doing this? Or do you go, go ahead, go ahead, at it? I don't say that about either one of them. <laughs> go ahead, go at it. <laughs> right. You know, which I would right? hold my child back in areas in which they were attempting to do things right. like that. Uh, depends on their age, but certainly as they're old enough. To make those decisions for self. Right. You kind of have to defer to them. Yeah, you, you do. But you're wishing. But uh, I, you know, the yeah. slopes, depends. I think I can tell like the slopes more. Right. Yeah. Football. Yeah, absolutely. You you go, hey, if yeah. you're broken bones. Yeah, that doesn't bones. happen as much. Right. It doesn't happen as it much. It doesn't. In the slope football, you have injury daily. Right. Right. Yeah. Some kind of injury. It may not be major, but something. Because you're running, you're hitting people. That's All the time. Cause injuries. Multiples, yeah. That's why I said it's just an interesting yeah, analogy. Yeah, well. Okay. All right, I'm going to come back to it in a little bit. Man, i got to go over to Cleveland because I don't know if anybody watched the game. I know I did. And I said, you see this? The new Cleveland. Wait, the newbies came and dumped almost 50 points from the newbies who are new on the team. 50. That's 50 points of production from Cleveland. And they go into Boston. Hand Paul Pierce, what they call it. the only thing you're gonna celebrate is your 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 jersey, your jersey going up. In the meantime, this is our world, and they routed them badly. You saw you saw what youth serves. And when I say that, man, I'm just saying that you're old dirt, and you said your ways, and you're looking at that contract. Then you understand why the players are going. Oh, well, you guys got your championship. I need to get my contract incentives. So. That's not a big deal. What I'm going at is now one game only. Does that launch Cleveland up to say no. we're the leaders in this division? Or is it Toronto, T- Toronto, who's really playing better? Boston is struggling on offense. So if you, if you had to say who's the team to beat in the Eastern Conference with the new team players, who are you picking? Money back. Mine hasn't significantly changed, even though it's closer than before. Right. That's all it is for me. So it's closer, it's a little more competitive. Right, right. But to me, the rankings are essentially the same for me. Cleveland was always on top? No. Well, yeah. they were top at the beginning but of the they dropped. They dropped. But ever since the drop has occurred, to me, they're still right. there. Right. To me, they still have to prove I'm still, okay. So they beat Boston. That's the only time they played together the first time. I need to see that again. I, you know, to me, you could, to, you can often throw out the very lopsided wins or losses of people like this, because right. it's not going to occur again. But uh, 
I think Toronto still the number one, and I think it was. I don't. I guess this puts Cleveland ahead of Boston, but let's put it like this: that's to be determined. True. I agree. I agree. It, it is. It is what it is. Now, let me, it is what it is. It, it is what it is. Now let me go over here, and we're gonna play. We don't know, and just stay right there with the uh, the names right underneath that graphic. We're going to look at where we think is this whole crew responsible for the dissension, the disruption of chemistry, whatever you want to call it. When we look at the Cavaliers' former players, and I'm going to give you a little information on them. Dwayne Wade, back at Miami. He's like back home. So he's going to possibly. And said he's going to stay there until he retires. That's right. And, and he's going and, to stay there. Why do you come right. out and say that? Right. He's going to stay there. And he may be what they call that number one bench player because that's just the way the role, but I'm pretty sure he's going to migrate into something even stronger. Derrick Rose went to Utah and he got waived. And I wish, I wish someone could explain to me why you trade for a player. That you waive. That seems like you're you're documenting your ignorance. Stop the book. You're, so so you shouldn't have traded for him. But they it's a book. It's a, it's on paper. The money that's involved. Yeah. In him. yeah. And then Utah gets to go and waive him and get him off the book because in an agreement in principle you're going to lose some players. And you make a good point because out of all these players, yeah, you got to explain to me why did that help? And if it is, it's a bad rule that helps. But I'd have to explain because this obviously is a wheeling dealing thing. Yeah. But to me, it's documenting competence. When you right. trade for a player, then waive that player. Well, that means you're in kind of incompetence. Well, it's, it's a part here where you go, here's a player that you're paying all this money, and now you have to package him with other players because he's not going to get off load. We talked about that with a right. wild dang. But let me go on down here. Isaiah Thomas steps up, plays with the Lakers, scores about 22 points. He says, hey, this is the game I'm, I'm in. But you see the extreme defensive liability. Now, if we go to the next, Channing Frye, no playing time, zero. 36, maybe 37 years old. That's one of those package deals that they unload, and you know more than likely he's going to get very little playing time. Iman Shumpert, injured, he's the Sacramento. He's not playing yet because he's going to take a few more days. Jay Crowder is playing, Utah. He just went from over at Cleveland, and he's banging it out over here. These players are what they call the, the, the ones that said, hey, look, we weren't always on board. Isaiah seems to be the issue that everybody's surrounding. I'm not even getting into that. Out of all these players that I just listed, who do you think is going to be banging? Meaning that you traded me, watch me deliver more. And that's what I was looking at, not the blame game. Who do you think is going to be sitting up here going, oh, y'all, y'all traded me, but look what I got. Anybody on that list? Yeah, I think actually you're going to see Shumpert do good at Sacramento and Jay Crowder, I think. I think those two. Right. Uh, right off the bat. I wasn't sure about Isaiah because of the injury, but it's obvious, at least offensively. Right. He's assuming that nothing gets worse, that he may continue with his efforts, that that could be another one that's good. The ones that are, you know, questionable, obviously Derrick Rose, Dwayne Wade to me, winding out his career. Right. Uh, so that's I would look toward these other ones. But Shumpert might do really good in Sacramento. 
I'll get to do right. more. They count on him more. Right. And again, you already pointed out the problem, the issue, she was the issue with Crowder. He's doing good. And he's, 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 I believe Crowder will do good. He's a blue collar guy. Because he's going to hustle. Yeah, he's going to hustle. He's going to do it. He's going to bring his right. every night. He's, right. he's a worker. I, right. You know, I like those kind of players. Right. They're there every night. They're worker bees. Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. day in, day out. Yeah. Okay. Uh, quick switch. Want to go over and cover this because. We didn't get to talk football, and I have to cover this because I want to see this. Now, for the website, you may not see everything, but if you go on at PacSurge.tv, you'll see the names here as it relates to the 2019 Super Bowl prediction. And I'm, okay, it's not shocking to me, man, but New England's favorite, Pittsburgh, Philadelphia. That's the same order they had. Pittsburgh is okay. over Philadelphia, unless you just listed them that way. Well, it, they, well they both said 7 to 1. Right, 7 to 1. Minnesota's in the right place. It's still interesting that they're the same, though. Even still, that was still right. interesting that Philly should, my, to me, don't they deserve to be ranked above Pittsburgh? I, look, Carson Wentz is coming back. Okay. He, he was going to be MVP hands down because of his efficiency and how well he was throwing. He's now coming back. This team is young. I think what they're probably saying is they won't be able to repeat because they've already got a taste of the of the ring. So, you know, that is that follow-up year. You get lazy. You're not motivated. So I can understand that, whereas New England's the machine. But here's my question to you, man. If Gronk retires, are that, is that the same team? He's unlike any other tight end in the league. Well, they're the same team as when Gronk wasn't there. Right. Right. They're that, they're that team. But I'm just saying. Yeah, which is a, which is a different. An older they're time not, Brady. They're not, they're not functioning at, uh, without him. They're not functioning. Brady, for me, is not a worrisome thing at all. Right. He's still, to me, until I see a sign of a decline. Right. Which I have seen really almost none. Right. So I'm I'm more I'm more confident. You know I'm not a Patriots fan. Yeah. I'm totally not. But I'm sort of confident that he'll be there. Right. The question is, will he just play one more year? He may be one of the ones who does a two or three more years. Yeah, I agree. So I agree. He, he just may be. He may be that that next one that's Blanda or somebody. You know, right. who does I, that? Because right now, Vic, he's in very good shape. He takes good care of himself. Right. They're gonna lose. You know, they protect him. Right. And look, I'm I'm with New England with the consistency. They're not the overwhelming team who just will dominate you anymore. Those years of that philosophy, them just dominating you, don't exist. And they have a good history on this that most of the time they're winning by, you know, a few points, the last plays and everything. I'm not necessarily going away from them. I'm just saying. Well, because they because they damn near won the Super Bowl. Right. And they've been the best winner. Right. In, in Super NFL right. history with those philosophies. And the, and the philosophy that I think Philadelphia showed that others can use now is they said, look, stop worrying about stopping Tom Brady because they really didn't stop him. They got to him one time, a critical play, but he says, bring the offense. That's what Atlanta did. Atlanta did said, okay, you got to stop us, and they exhausted themselves. That's on them. Had they just maintained, the game could have easily been a blowout. But, like I said, you got to stay consistent. So my thing is is that I think the team's now recipe is, you know what, we may not stop Tom, but you may not be able to stop us. And Philadelphia proved that by saying, okay, you score, we score enough, 
We're moving even faster. You're not slowing this engine down. We're going to keep it going. So looking at the odds, the only thing I was kind of shocked at is how badly the Tennessee Titans at 41 odds, where they dropped way down this list, although they were there to play us. And I was going, how come you guys got them way down? Because yeah, they did something. I'm sorry. But they're, they're, I, they I made agree. in the playoffs. You know, again, to me, I like Detroit better than Tennessee. No, I understand. Rams? Right, so I'm, when I look at this, well, they're here lumped all together. Right. But their their odds, okay, Tennessee is forty to one. Right. The Colts are forty to one. They got Detroit is sixty to one. And I like Detroit, like I said, I like Detroit better. Right. Than Tennessee. I, I, but we'll see. We'll I, see. Yeah. I agree. I'm just I'm That's interesting to me. Yeah, I just when you see a drop like that, you literally are going, Man, is something up? We see something? Are you trying to say it was a fluke, Tennessee getting there? And maybe not. So we'll see. All right. Swinging back to the Olympics, man. I'm just going to go over here because, you know what? Teenager smashes with slope style. I watched this. And this this fear, fearless, that I like about what they do. They're so... And like most teenagers, that's why they so often die. <laughs> they are fearless. And believe you know, they're immortal. You believe they're immortal. Red, don't listen to Mario. If you're watching the show, which is very slim, and I don't think you will be, don't listen to him. Okay. No, he will be. He'll be out on the slope. All right. So let me just tell him. So for those who didn't Better be. Okay. On, uh, 17-year-old Red Gerard, slope-style goal. He gets the goal. They had three runs. He literally didn't have it on his first two, and he was in last place. He came up on his final run and just took it to another level. Cool. Uh, he didn't know at the time that he was going to become the youngest Olympic snowboarding champion of all time and the U.S. Uh, and the first U.S. medalist at these games. So he did a few things, but you can tell for him, he's going, where's the next hill? And so that's the part I like, where it's going to take some years before it gets under him, where he can take in the gravity of the moment, but he's going next hill. Let's, let's do it. So I want to congratulate him on that. Yeah, give it up. Yeah, that's, you know, it's all day for him, man. It's all day. If you want to get an idea of what Mario says is his favorite position, look at the next photo below, because Mario... Favorite position? Your favorite position. That photo there. Two knees and a forehead. There you go. Oh, <laughs> So, so... You know, there's so many uh, photos you can catch him in action, but I like, I like this one specifically, only because it just barely gives you a glimpse of, of what they do, and Mario, you and I come from the skateboard on the cement. You know that, man. There was no lift. That's right. There was no lifting, right? We left a lot of skin <laughs> right, <laughs> on that sidewalk. There you go. All right, the next one up is the one that I call, I don't know, man. I don't know which one I would do first, man. Chris? First Matthew. time. First time. First time, you know, U.S. medal in uh, silver and blue. I don't know how they do this one. Dude, this is incredibly crazy. Wait a minute. What would you do first? Slope style snowboarding or this? Or no, room? snowboarding because I'd fall on this. I wouldn't do this at all. This is insane. <laughs> Wait a minute. You go that fast on the track with right. nothing else to protect you. And they already had that. I mean, it doesn't happen that often, but they had that death. Yeah, I know. I know. Remember that death we covered? Yeah, that long death. Yeah, ooh, it was a, ooh, because ooh. of where he ran, he ran into the. Uh, yeah, ooh, then, yeah. Ooh. But they learned from it. And that's well, usually death has a way of teaching you shit. Yeah, they did. They were tragic. You right. can't learn from death, you're not going to learn. 
know, you know, I was like ultimate learning. Just yeah. wrong. Just wrong, man. Hey, hey, look, I'm just saying what I'm saying. All right, so I wanted to sit back and say congratulations to him because yes, because uh, I, I forgot who was favorite, so that's my bad. Yeah, I forgot who was favorite, but I watched it. He came up in the end. It's actually the fault of the favorite who actually error. These errors. I'm saying that the guy who's favored, back-to-back Olympic champion, was favored to win his third, and on his last run, he dropped from first to fifth by his errors. Well, there you go. So you got to be on point. Errors, errors will do. That's part of champion. Any error, you know you're wrong. Okay. So I just wanted to give a shout out and just let you guys know here, just closing out on this segment. The medal count as it is of yesterday because we're not really, you know, they're already ahead. Norway is dominating with eight medals. Netherlands is five. Germany is four. Canada is four. U.S. is two. And Czech Republic, two medals. I'm looking for the African nations to make a, a splash. Hopefully. It'll be hard. Hopefully. Because those ones they never experienced, you know. <laughs> right. I'm just saying. That's part of the thing. You know that there's a little... I'm, Bias here. Hey, look, no, I'm, first of all, the bobsled thing, what about you say, what about rumors that you say both might be part of the Jamaican bobsled team? I, I, you know what, here's the thing that I'm saying, and, I, and I, I understand that. I think your body has to be trained to take on this different <laughs> type of punishment. And then there's this upper body strength, not just your legs. And I don't know if his legs, does the speed convert to the power or the power converts to the speed? I'm not sure. Even though some of the people involved in the mechanics and they think you would be good. I, right, right. I don't, I must admit, I was like, really? Okay, all right. Now, let me give a little local thing. How do you feel about uh, the L.A. Lakers now, man? Who's going to have the best record between well, the Clippers and the Lakers? Again, my issue with the Lakers, I told you, I'm still holding... I, I like Magic Johnson a lot as a person. I really do like him. Right. As a basketball person, I haven't really been there with him on some of the strategies. And that right. continues to be the case. Right. I wanted to defer to him. He's the basketball legend. Right. He obviously knows more than me. Okay. They, they traded Jordan Clarkson, who's probably the ha- one of the happiest sons of bitches in the world. He's uh, because he goes from the Lakers to at least a contender of honor and gets to play alongside LeBron. He's one of the Lakers that I absolutely loved. I I I was the one who said I to me he was more valuable than Ball. I was the one who said that. I thought he was more he's valuable. Years. He's got five years. Yeah, I I thought he was more valuable than Ball, but that was my opinion. Yeah, but... And so with the Lakers, I haven't agreed. With the with the trading decisions that Mag- I, I, Lou Williams stands out in my mind is one of the ones I totally objected to. Right. So now we have to see. But there's been nothing so far to make me have any additional level of confidence in their choices and management strategic things. I don't really see it. However, I do support Magic in whatever he's doing. Oh, but I don't. I can't see it. Like, I don't. I don't. I understand on paper what they why they're doing what they're doing, right? But I don't agree. So okay, I understand. So it's the whole thing because part of rebuilding is changing your philosophy of how you play, and, and to be able to engage. And I understand the value of Clarkson because Clarkson, like so many, we're in a guard scoring heavy league. You don't have to worry about finding guards that can score. And now there's premier guards 
Kyrie Irving, Westbrook, Steph. But the, the Carson at that level. Those secondary guards or second and third tier, whole bunch of them. So you get to use that because you, you're going to need time for these players to develop. And I say just look at Boston's example for how many years. Once they started, it took them four to five years to mesh. And now they are a going to be a perennial top team for at least four to five years to come because of what they've done. Lakers, to me, are in that same position because they don't come from a drafting class. They come from contract buys, let's pull them over, that whole philosophy. Development is not what the Lakers do. This is going to be an interesting time to see can Lakers put their thumb on drafting and being able to say, we have to catch up with the league now. We just can't wait for superstars to come and then have this 10-year gap and then fall from it. You know, so to me, I'm with you. I think this is the ultimate test, not just magic. I think it's the whole organization having to get on board with this equally because if they stay the same way they were with that philosophy, that old-style philosophy, I just think they were just going look, looking for a bad way for years to come. I think that they're going to have a problem whether they use the old philosophy or the new philosophy. There's nothing about the new philosophy that's made me buy into it. Right. Unfortunately, I actually believe the Lakers are stuck in a period of mediocrity. For how long do you think? For some, some time. How many years? At least five years. Before they play in what kind of ball? Playoff? Contending. Well, do we have to consider them a contender? I think they're going to be there a little bit sooner. Well, that's what I said. I don't yeah. think so. I think that what I think that the other teams are so good and so strong right. that as the Lakers make their improvements, mm-hmm. they still won't be as strong as the other contenders. They won't be as strong even as the San Antonios or the Houston's or the Golden States. Right. They certainly won't be. Oh, no. They may be able to compete with the Clippers, but they're not going to be able to take on, for example, uh, uh, to deal with... Uh, to get into the playoffs. I mean, how, long, how long do you think before they Oh, play? I don't know about playoffs. To me, you can get in the playoffs. Okay, to me, no offense with the NBA playoffs. Not in the Western Conference. It's hard. There's, there's, you can get there. And not the, in the West. The West. So. All the great players are coming to the well, West. Well, remember, we, yeah, that's right. But, again, we're dealing with them right now. Right. And we're talking over five years. So, no. I specifically, I don't have any trouble going on record. Right. That the Lakers are going to be stuck, admired in some degree of mediocrity mm-hmm. for a period of time, at least five years. I'll, I'll go with playoffs. I give them two to three years in, in, in a station. And, and this all changes. If they land through acquiring what they call some player players, because that all changed the philosophy. If you get a Paul George, I don't think you're going to get a LeBron, um, whatever. That changes the whole landscape. They will go into the playoffs. They may not come in. Westbrook proved this. Last year, the only player on the team that scored no offense, and they still made it in the playoffs. And they didn't have no bench. So if they get one player, I'll give them enough to say, you can battle for the eighth seed or seventh seed, and you can do that within a year or two. If they don't get anyone, yeah, it's going to be a few years. Yeah, they, it may be a battle for the eighth, even though I'm one of those ones. I am yet to see how they're going to land what they call these marquee. They want one or two. Yeah. I'm going like, for you to do that without giving away everything of value on the team, I need to see. Right. Because I, so far I'm going... 
You just did a bunch of stuff. Is, are the Lakers that much better? Are they really better now? Well, look what they did. Isaiah Thomas, I go. I don't know that they're better. Look what that. Durant pulled off by going to Golden State. Everybody said if he goes to Golden State, they're going to have to shift all those players, and it didn't miss a beat. Oh yeah, again. See, to me, those aren't the Lakers. Right. That's Golden State. Right. That's why the Golden State did it. Right. They have different management, all of that. That's not the Lakers. Right. The Lakers haven't been able to do that, pull that thing off, any of that. Every effort they've done right. to combine other players has failed miserably, every right. single one. Right. They have a whole history right. of bringing in people right. and having it fail miserably. By so, think, by, and the one that, the, the, the one that worked and it got old was the triangle Bill Jackson, that whole thing, when the ball started to change how they played, they stuck with it. They had, of course, the family. We know about the war. And if you have a war in a family, I don't care what kind of organization you have, your, your recipe to fail. And that right there, I didn't know the depth of how bad it was, and I was going amazing how the woman, how Jeannie kept her composure by actually literally having a war. I said, that is a recipe for disaster. Even though I would say probably if you look at every franchise, they have some degrees of these things. Most of them have some degrees of these things in the background. Yeah. But that's my point. Yeah. The Lakers are not going to – I won't use examples of other teams having a success by using a philosophy right. and then try to – yeah. Extrapolating oh, yeah. over to the Lakers. Oh, yeah. They haven't proven to me that no, you this is brand that. new for them. They have a journey. That's why I said I have to see that. Yeah. I know it's worked in I know it worked in Golden State. I know it's worked but I haven't seen it work at the Lakers. Right. That's what I have yet to see. I'm glad they're trying it because they can't stay in the same place and be LA coming here. With that said, I'm out, man. Let's go to the next. <laughs> Morning coffee with Mario. Wow. New sports. Be here because the appropriately sports for all the dust traps. You know how we do it. Morning coffee. Sports. Eddie Durrell's in the house, Vic.
let's let's get it right for today. For those who are into film and movies, the only reason why I had to bring up this next subject is because I'm I was hanging out at the Pan African Film Festival and then I'm watching that energy of all these young directors, producers, executive producers, and how they're getting behind their projects and everything. And I said, well, hey, you know, we're in that month now. Everybody's waiting for that film. Based on the ratings, I see it fluctuating on IMDb. I've seen it hit at 7.3, 7.6. Then it dips down because everybody's giving their own input on the Black Panther film. Now it's, I think it's down to 6.6. It'll be interesting to see where it lands at. But in the meantime, what I want to do is go take four ladies who are doing primary roles in Black Panther. And if the film garners success, then they always go to merchandising. So what we're going to do is go, hey, here's the person as an actress traditionally, and here's their look, the character role they're playing. And, Mari, your decision is going to be, which one of these will make you go rush to see the film or buy the merchandise since you already buy droids? <laughs> you already buy droids. So this is the easy one. <laughs> you go to buy droids for Black Panther. So you let me know when you're ready. I'm going to sit back and just kind of let everybody know. I'm going to give a little profile for those who don't know these wonderful ladies because they do have what they call the background in their craft. So, uh you already with me, Mario? You over there twitching? Oh, we still can't get your stuff Oh, okay. Well, that's okay. Well, let me give it. Let me give some back. I'll do this. I'm gonna read up on the ladies that we have, and then just kind of give you an idea of who we're gonna be starting off with. I'm first gonna be talking about. Uh, I believe it's Leticia or Leticia Wright. She's an actress. Uh, she was born on October. Uh, 31st, 1993, is an English actress. She is known for her breakout hit, Urban Hymn. And in 2018, she began starring in the Marvel Cinematic Universe as Shuri, starting with the uh, Black Panther and Avengers Infinity War. Wright's interest in acting came when she saw Akila and the Bee and found the Bee to be a positive role model. Wright was cast in the film adaptation of the novel Ready Player One as Reb and was immediately added to Black Panther as part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So I'm just giving you the first young lady and just to give you the intro so you guys can see what I'm talking about. This is what I call the graphic of power. Now one of the ladies is missing in this. This is just my holding graphic. One of those ladies plus one is going to be the one that you're going to buy merchandise from. And I'm going to predict, well, I think Mario, who's the one he's going to get in the studio, he's going to go, I went purchase it, I already got it. I needed somebody for us. I need somebody for the droids over here. So we're going to take it to Leticia, and let's see how she ranks on the, co- on the costume she's playing in this film. Let's roll it down first. Just for those of you who don't know her, a lot of people already know her, this is in her normal. Simple. She got that low cut. She's just keeping it very plain and very simple. Roll to the next picture. Character. Stimulate you enough, Mario? She plays Shuri. Black Panther. What do you like? Well, I guess I gotta see him in action now. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Now let me just say it's a big hand. Okay. But I don't know about the big hand. Okay, know. but wait a minute. Do you not use the big hand on you? <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. I don't need a woman to kick my ass. Wait a minute. But see, wait, 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 wait. But they can protect me. 
does she look anything like her normal character that you just saw the picture before? I mean, if you saw her, does she remotely look like that? Did they do a good job well, of you, transformation? You know, well, because we have a facial shot to an upper body shot. Right. 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 No, so I, I think what's amazing for all of them is the transformation. Yeah. Okay. So you only get you only gonna get four choices because I can I'm picking the one I think you're gonna pick. All right. So I'm gonna go to the next one here because I know people don't want me to keep talking about it. They just show me the next. Florence Kasumba, actress, uh, is a German-Ugandan actress. Other than acting in German and Dutch films, she is known for playing the part of Io in Captain America, Civil War, a role she will reprise in the upcoming Black Panther. I like how they did that. She also played uh, Senator Akanta in Wonder Woman and the Wicked Witch of the East in the NBC television series. Her single line interaction with Scarlett Johansson's Black Widow in 2016 film, Captain America Civil War, has been called the scene-stealing role for her and was credited with part of the playing the security guard for Black Panther, with speculation that the character was a member of the Dora Mijale in the <laughs> fighting squad. Take a look at this young lady, the before. Playing with power, man. She she encourages you, or do you feel a little bit of uh, intimidation? <laughs> there we go. A little intimidation. <laughs> intimidation. Okay, but do you like that flow, man? Man, the dress is something else. That's oh, a man. crazy dress with down cheeklets. <laughs> got some speechless? I got big old forehead right there. Oh, you gonna? Go. All right, I'm leaving that alone. I'm, that's just that's like Tyra. Tyra got a big old forehead. Everybody wear bag. Okay, you know they say foreheads are a beauty mark. All head is good. Forehead. Let's go to the Florence Kasumba's Black Panther role. Ayo, take it to the next level and see if Mario's impacted. Oh man, that's nice. That is. That's the look. You see, know, one thing they did good is the. They're fashion consultants. Right. Did an amazing job. This with one? The textures. Yeah. She she is what you call that fighting squad. She, she seems like she's... Y'all got the same head. Show me your head. That, is that the same head? Is that your sister? <laughs> you know, my, I don't want my... Actually, I think it. they might have been dressed you up to play me wrong. <laughs> That's just wrong, man. What are you trying to say? They can play that role. I'm getting some new ideas for the show. I'm getting some new ideas now. There's a community of us who who have to just leave here alone. You know, we're not like the rest of you guys, man. But no, on the on the strength, you can actually back out a little bit and see more of her outfit if you want. Just to get a a shot at it, man, because it's not the predictable outfit she thought you were going to see in this film. And that's what I like about it. That's no, I like it. And the spear looks awesome, too. Yeah, Shit. Yeah. It's, it's, it's tight, man. So I'm just letting you know. That's two. We're halfway through. we got two that's more. Two. That's two. Let's go to the next. Now, I'm not going to give you a whole bunch on this young lady because she's already banging out. I'll just say Lupita. And when I say Lupita, Yongo, actress and producer, I need. I don't need to re-credit. Everybody knows her credit. Big leg. Everybody knows her credit. Big leg woman. Now, that shot is a nice shot because yeah. I haven't seen her show or demonstrate herself because usually on red carpet you see her in a certain style. This is going to be interesting to see if you like this shot 
more so than the, the follow-up shot. Roll it to the next and see if the transformation is there and do you like. Mm. This is good. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Actually, it's almost similar. It may be of the same of Florence Kasumba. They may be at the same level. I'm not sure. She looks good. Her eyes, nose, and mouth look absolutely gorgeous. And you like that, don't you? Absolutely. Her makeup is... One thing, obviously, in Black Panther, right. they got the makeup of black people right. Yes, they did. They did. They, but you know what they did? To me, they, they just... To me, just said, think forward. Think forward. Don't go back to the old tribal, keep it old tribal. They really seem to add their own accents to that. That's why I like it, man. So creatively, they did a great job. And you think of them as totally different. You're almost thinking of this as a future uh, uh, look that's moving towards the future, not necessarily this is the thing of the past. So, cool. One more. You ready for it, man? I'm ready for it. All right. Got to give you somebody here that she may pronounce her name today. Deny or Guerrera or Guria. I'm not sure, so I don't want to kill it. But let me give you a little information. As an American actress and a playwright of Zimbabwean ancestry, best known for her role, uh, uh, Michonne on On the Walking Dead, and also. Oh, that's, that's, that's her. right. That's right. Oh, that's yeah, from The Walking Dead. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, look, yeah. just to give you a little bit more, just on, she actually. Um, her father, I believe, her father was teaching at chem- chemistry at Grinnell College, and she studied uh, psychology at McAllister College and received an MFA from the from New York University's Tisch School of the Arts. She is the co-author of the play In the Continuum. So I'm just letting you know that this is more than just this woman who basically that you're familiar with on the show The Walking Dead. So I knew yeah. through the, the Walking Dead character came up, you was going to know. Oh, yeah. So, now, go to the next one and see if who's going to give you the strike. I'm going to let you kind of expand on it. And you tell me, did she do a transformation that's worth merchandising? She's in a rare photo where she's smiling. Everybody else is playing tough. She's smiling. She looks like she's in the position of... Let me calm you down. I'm the leader. I'm the thinker. They got some good ones for this. Are <laughs> you ready for this? The Africans. Right. So, so here's my point. Pirates and Africans get That's, some jobs. <laughs> Wait a minute. Too yeah. Oh, my God. Much love to the Africans right. get some jobs. All right. Here we go, Martin. Now, you Black woman get some jobs. Who's your favorite as it relates to, one, who's going to make you go through the film, and two, which one do you think stands a chance of being merchandised more successful? Well, and let me just say something, Dick. I'll write it to the top. Okay. I think, I think you gave a wonderful assortment. I think you gave a wonderful assortment. Wow. And I'll just go straight to go the pictures more. from the... Uh, right there. I'll go straight to the pictures yeah. from the movie. Yeah, just from the movie. You don't have to cover the other shot. Wonderful. Yeah. I think she has... I think right here, Leticia... Right. Uh, right.
because they already have following yeah. in that world. Right. They it, really do. They have significant followings because of the other show. Right. It, it, it's the part that you go and see, since we haven't seen the movie, you don't know the, the significance of the player. And so you're going to go to Lupita because she's a, an award-winning actress already. So she's already got the leg up. But young people are different when they migrate to power and strength. I think Florence Kasumba may be a player because he just has that kind of, you need me to define what's, what's bad. I, I'm, the, I'm the one that goes, when you look at me, don't you back up. So that's just me. So I'm picking Florence if the film meets the success Striking. Level. Yes, I'm picking Florence, man. So for you, you're picking who, Lupita? Lupita. All right. Hey, that's a hey, congratulations. I hope the film is a huge success, man. I'm out, man. Hey, I'll take care of the brothers in the next one. Don't worry about it. I got them. They gangster. Not this. Well, I want to thank you all for tuning in. It's been a wonderful, wonderful show. Like we say on the way out, ain't nobody got our DNA. Thank you to all the Facebook people, all the folks on Twitch, Twitter, Periscope. I got my guitar. I'm about to play. Eddie Durrell was that to my brother. Vince. Yeah. Come on.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.